Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dun, dun, very, dun, 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 very intense. Very intense. Yes. It's a special. It, was, it wasn't really a fade out, was it? it just kind of ended. That wasn't uh, graceful. Just kinda, <laughs> it just kind of stopped. I yeah. tell you what, see, we, we, you know, it's been a while, but I, yeah, you, let's you talk about done. that for a second. Why has it been so long? Well, <laughs> we, we, we will get to that. Let but me get to you, the, Let me, let me just inform everybody that, um, I mean, I'm going to give nubs 80% of the, um, blame for this taking so long thoughts, 80, 80, 20 mix. So 2023 to just immediately have to assign blame, you know, <laughs> Hey, listen, welcome. Um, I have no idea what episode this even is. I think it's 82. Um, right. Oh Lord. Um, I think it's 82 because we are the world was 80 throwing copper was 81. If I'm not mistaken. So, 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 but, 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 uh, 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 uh Gary can check it out. I want to make sure we get it right for, yeah, it's 82. It's 82. 82. Well, it's, it's 82. a special episode. I don't know if it counts. Towards the number, but it, but oh, it, it yes, okay. oh yeah, and it's eighty two. It's 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 part of the number. She took my order, which means that since our debut, uh, back in is that like early spring of summer, 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 it was the actual day. It was right at the point where we started to decide that the pandemic thing was just annoying and. Oh, you mean like the day it started? Yeah. Yeah. This was our, it was our response. It was like, all right, we've done this for a couple months now enough. And, you know, almost three years later, you still got people that are super into it. You know, can't get enough of it. On on our, one of the podcast platforms, it says August of 2020, but I, I don't think that day's accurate because we had to re-upload again, two twins, an album, technical challenges it was july it was july july yeah okay yeah yeah Yeah. so there you go july of 2020 so that means that you know in a few short months here we're gonna hit our uh three-year anniversary yeah yeah how about that are you gonna buy me anything for a three-year anniversary corsage i'll get you a corsage and take you out you know be nice i mean you should do a photo shoot for a three-year anniversary where like you and i are at the prom yeah getting behind me yeah, with like a white wicker arch above us, and <laughs> yes, you know, we'll get in a couple of nice suits. Listen, um, I, we've got some cool stuff coming up. So, I mean, while we've been kind of brutal in terms of um, keeping the thing moving here, we've got um, today album of the year, right? Twenty twenty two review. We've got a guest coming up, not a famous guest but i would say an infamous guest you know it's kind of like el guapo infamous and then just a regular episode you know which i think it's my turn to lead so i mean you know we, we got we got stuff on the horizon here you know we're we're moving we're shaking i think what we're learning is having children in hockey is not good for the podcast it's it's not good for the podcast it might not be good for our uh mental health as yeah i mean we haven't really (laughs) seen each other i mean we've gone out a couple times we haven't really uh 
talked as much or seen each other as much. It's been, and I think youth hockey is kind of where we're going to place the blame other than on you, just of course, but youth hockey is, I think where we can safely place the blame because we're both coaching, which is funny. Super and, funny. And you're talking, you know, a couple practices a week, couple, you know, game or two a week adds up. And it's not like everything's down the street, you know? Well, look, for those who have never coached a hockey player, it's not to your point, it's not even just that it's not down the street, which for neither one of us it is. Neither one of our kids plays hockey in their hometown. Correct. But you have to get to all these things like an hour plus early. Yeah. Because of the whole regiment of pads on and warm ups and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I mean, it is, phew, it is like, yeah, so much time. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's fun, but it definitely has had a negative impact on the podcast, as has, I got to say, like, you've been like going on all these trips and things, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not doing anything, you know, but you're, <laughs> you know, skiing. Yep. And then you're like off in the sun somewhere. And then you're what, uh, I mean, whatever, yeah. doing yeah, whatever, whatever, you do, whatever it is that you do, Joe, you go do whatever it is that you do. <laughs> Best line in a few good men, probably. Yeah. It's a beauty. Either that or you, you Lieutenant Weinberg. <laughs> yeah. That's a great one. I love that one. <laughs> He's just, just in front of everybody, in front of the judge, in front of everybody. He's just totally just, just denigrating Lieutenant poor, poor, uh, yeah. Sam Weinberg. Well, it, what's, it, his it, name in, what's his name in real life again? Uh, Kevin Pollock is the Kevin Pollock. Yeah. But, guy. uh, cool guy. I, you know, I, we, you and I both listened to a pretty familiar film, uh, analysis podcast, the rewatchables. Sure. And they, they uncovered what I never thought about, but like, the incredible, like, anti-Semitic aspect of that comment by Colonel Nathan Jessup. You know, you, you Lieutenant Weinberg, and I think they're how right. Is that, how is that anti-Semitic? Because he doesn't say anyone else's name. And then he goes, Weinberg, you know, it's just like, uh It doesn't know. mean it's anti-Semitic. It just means uh, he just didn't think much of Lieutenant Weinberg. I don't know. I think Lieutenant I mean, Weinberg Lieutenant was Weinberg, such a nice guy. Lieutenant Weinberg himself said he serves no purpose here whatsoever. Yeah, true. He did nothing. He was totally benign. I mean, why would you go after Lieutenant Weinberg? Oh, so so you're saying, well, the rewatchables is saying because he's Jewish. Yes, that's what they're saying. That's ridiculous. (laughs) That's that's just funny. That's ridiculous. Have you been listening to a lot of podcasts in in the time off? Like what's, do you have like a regiment of like things you listen to? Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's a good question. So I do, I have some daily listens you know, a, a couple of things that are sort of politics news-ish, right? I love the Megan Kelly show, you know, I've been probably listening to her every day. She's great. And uh, rewatchables is hit or miss whenever it's a film that I have seen or it's the crew that I like. Absolutely. I love it. But sometimes it's like, I don't really love the movie or I don't love the, cause yeah. he, he Bill Simmons mixes up the group, right? So if it was the core, um, the three guys, Sean, Bill, yeah, and Chris, they're, yeah, they're it would awesome. be, I, I listen to every, every week, no matter what yeah. the film was, you know? yeah. but it is a great podcast. They do a great job. And I do love Joe Rogan. You, you pointed actually relates to music. You pointed me to a great 
episode of Joe Rogan with Anthony Kiedis. Great, yeah. Yeah. great interview. He, that guy is so funny. You know, he's, he's, he's you know, we were playing out in Memphis, you know, and then probably at this <laughs> barn or something. And, uh, you know, and we went over to Great Flea and I went over to Graceland. And I mean, he's, he's great. I love it. I, you know, it's yeah. like three hours of Kiedis, you know, he's a great Kiedis guy. This is awesome. He's a great guy. And hearing and, them talk about animals and, 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 food and hunting and all yeah. this farming. It's just cool. You know, I mean, the, the beauty of the Joe Rogan podcast is his, certainly his breadth of knowledge, but his curiosity, I think is what people really connect with. Right. Cause he's a guy that carries a huge audience, but the show's never about him. It's about his curiosity about others. And it, usually isn't about what they're known for. It's about sort of the peripheral interests or hobbies or things, right? Yeah, it's pretty yeah. neat. I've always said his secret weapon and really most successful people, if you think about it, their secret weapon is natural curiosity. And he is, yeah. I listen to Rogan every Wednesday. So I have a day, I have a regiment by day um, of what I listen to. And Wednesday is Rogan day. Yeah, I've listened to the Kiedis one probably the last like four Wednesdays. Yeah, right around that time too. Rick Rubin was on, ah. and he was just as good. Really? Yeah, he that. was fantastic. Yeah, you know who has a great podcast, and I'm I'm kind of a racing NASCAR fan. Is Dale Junior? The Dale Junior download is yeah. outstanding. Yeah, he's, it's really good. He's really good. I mean, he's a great broadcaster and a really good podcast host. I've been very impressed. I think he's better at that than he was at driving a car, to be honest with you. It could be. If NBC um, was smart, they would have him do play-by-play moving forward. Yeah. yeah. Be great for ratings. He's really yeah. good at it. He's got a different style. Yeah. But typically, man, I got to say what keeps me like up at night in terms of Rather, I'd rather listen or watch stuff than go to bed. I mean, we've talked about air disasters. I'll watch an episode of air disasters like any moment. Right. And even if I've already seen it five times, I'll watch it again, you know, on the Smithsonian channel. That's like my thing. But I, I will go into a YouTube spiral. Um, the other day, I the other night I watched. By the way, have you seen this Hulu documentary about the cult at St. La- uh, Sarah Lawrence College? In the, no, like no. that crazy. It's, I mean, it's amazing. I, I, you should just watch it and we can talk about it. But I watched that and then I got on YouTube and I started watching clips of the big short, you know, the movie with uh Steve Carell yeah. and one of my top five movies of all time. Yeah. Um, I can recite that movie. <laughs> well, I started watching clips and then like an hour and 45 minutes later, I was like, I think I just watched the whole movie. Yeah. There's only a few, <laughs> I know the exact succession you're talking about, and there's, yeah. There's a few scenes that aren't in there, but for the most part, you're watching the movie. Yeah. And I, it just happened. It just happened. So then I was like, why didn't I just watch the stupid movie? Like that's, you know, whatever. But, um, and I'll tell you the other night I got in some weird, weird YouTube spiral and somehow I landed on the Pat O'Brien voicemails. And, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Dude, I was dying. I was, I had kind of forgotten about those, you know, when he's like, Let's get crazy, you know. Let's get some coke, you know. Let's get. And he's, trying to, he's leaving this this girl voice voicemails from like across the bar or whatever. Yeah, like, and and you know, and he's like, uh, did he start name dropping some other chick? Yeah, he's like, well, Betsy, you know, Betsy, Betsy, yeah. Betsy's got to be, <laughs> Betsy's got to be into it, you know. So just just wink at me if you're into it, and then and then like he calls her like five minutes later, and he's just like, I don't think Betsy's into it, you know. Basically called the whole thing off. 
And I was like, oh, really, Pat? Like, like <laughs> that's Betsy's not into that you and her having this this three-way with some random girl that you keep calling and leaving stalker voicemails to. Like, I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised Betsy's not into it yeah, anymore. Betsy's not into it. It's yeah. great. Betsy's not into it. He reports it like breaking news, I remember. Uh, so Betsy's funny. not into it. It's so funny. Oh, God. You so, know, we're going to be reviewing, like, music here, obviously, for 2022. But one podcast that came out, I think it was in 22, maybe it was 21, that is my Monday podcast uh-huh. that i just love is uh club random with bill oh Moore. yeah it's very good yeah it's so good i just saw that greg uh, gutfeld is going to be on next oh is he yeah oh that's going to be, be awesome yeah yeah no, oh what, bill, a, what a smart thing i mean obviously the bill maher you know friday night show is certainly uh something i tune into regularly yeah and both I, of I love, yeah. but club random is awesome I mean, well it's just he's not doing the politics thing yeah he brings yeah. people and he gets stoned with them he drinks with them and then they just yeah. bullshit they just and hang. yeah yeah and the other thing too is like his show i love you know the friday night show of course but it you know he's got a certain market right i mean he's he's, he's always had a certain leaning in a certain market yeah on club random like he brings in to your point of gut felt like my favorite episode far and away maybe a little bias is kid rock Oh, I mean, yeah. Kid Rock on there was incredible. It's great because it's great. they were sort of just having a, a you know discussion. And Bill Maher's a very important guy right now. Very, he, very. He's, he's demonstrating how you can disagree um, without being a douche. How you can have conversation and thoughtful debate without it being personal. And um, you know the other thing I love about him is he's he's liberal, but he still is very pro alpha male right pro masculinity pro all these things that are like starting to be called into question in our society which is just stupid you know so i i love the balance of you know his belief system and you can agree and disagree all you want but the fact that he still believes that it's okay to be a bit of an alpha dog it's okay to be a man's man it's okay i mean i i love that i think it's just so important right now you know and he's striking such a tone of importance that I hope people are noticing. Sure. seems like they are. I, I think they are for sure. And, and uh, I agree with everything that you said. Uh, the fact that he's, I like anyone that goes against, you know, their own party, their own uh, market, yeah, their own kind of preconceived, like what, you know, segment they fall into what and they're expected to think. Yeah. And he's willing to challenge them and that, that makes him so important. So yeah. Yeah. well said. That's probably, that might be my podcast of 2022. Nice. Because it, I think it came out during that time. So it's a good choice. He even had Weird Al on. Weird, Weird Al yeah. Yankovic. Yeah. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic is here, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we do have a purpose here other than just uh, talking about these type of things. These nits, nicks and nat. Is it nits and nats? Nicks and nats? I think Nick's and Nats, but I don't know. Yeah. But uh, we are here to kind of talk about uh, the year in music, the year in album releases. We're going to disclose our album of the year. So uh, how do you want to do this, man? We don't really have a, as per usual, we didn't really prepare. Yeah. Uh, we didn't script ourselves per se. So how, do you want to, you want to go right into the, the runners up or you want to just 
you want to speak broadly to 2022 or you want to do shows or songs or what, you know, let me, hand, let me give you the airplane for a little bit nubs. And uh, why don't you take over and uh, decide wh- where we go from here? I think it'd be fun to start with shows uh, right. because 2022 was a big year in shows. I think what you saw is really from a music business perspective, just a ton of bands and artists just getting back on the road. 22 feels like the year where there was sort of a full slate. So I thought it was a really good year for shows. A lot of just reestablished tours, a lot of venues being active again. I think a lot of venues had a chance to improve themselves. Yeah, for I, I went to more shows in 22 probably than 17, 18, 19 uh, combined, I would say. Good. Um, shout out to our friend, my friend Chili, who's turned into a great concert buddy. He and I have just gone to a ton of stuff, you know. Big stuff, little stuff. Uh, and so I, when I think of t- concerts in 22, I don't want to shout out Chili because yeah, it's been a hell of a run. Chili, Chili a good concert guy. Great concert guy. And he and I have, you know, we've, we've been, uh, we've kind of stretched the state. We drove all the way to Saginaw to see Ghost, which was a great experience. I finally got to see them and they were awesome. Uh, we've been to like our little token lounge here in Westland, Michigan. Tiny little rock club just went and saw Brother Kane there recently which was so much fun nice and a lot of things in between so um so i i love to hear kind of you know what shows stood out for you i certainly have one or two that were monumental but uh what stuck out for you in 22 um i mean the two that were i mean going to see fish you go see fish together was <laughs> yeah great uh it rained it got delayed but we saw a great set it was just the two of us that was awesome um Tears for Fears, I think I talked about on the pod before, uh, with Garbage, hell of a show, you know, late in the summer. Um, but, you know, Barry Manilow in Vegas takes the cake. Just amazing. It was so good. Not sure how much longer old Barry's going to be around. So really, really happy. You should really go see that show, you know, sometime in the next year or however long it's going to go. But uh, yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty special. You know, so yeah, I mean, it was a pretty simple, straightforward. I mean, I saw Trail of Dead earlier in the year out in out in California. You know, a couple of Umphrey shows that were all right. So, yeah, no, nothing too crazy. I am, I, I will say, I've already bought tickets to a, um, not just a summer show, but a show in the fall in September. Uh, that being uh, Duran Duran, uh, coming in September. So I'm really excited about that. Along with Niall Rogers of Chic, I know he's opening. Which is kind of awesome. You know? Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I already got a show on the docket for uh, for this year. But yeah, that, those are the highlights for me. Did you have a Did you have a show of the year in twenty two? Yeah, a few stuck stuck out, stood out. Um, in June, I went and saw the Musical Box, which is a Genesis tribute band. Yeah, they did. They're incredible. They they do everything like. By the note. Do you remember that Beatles tribute, the Fab Faux? Sure. Where they literally just reproduce everything. So Musical Box actually reproduces Genesis shows to a T, costumes, uh, between song banter, I everything. I gone to that. They did yeah. the Lamb Lies Down on Broadway in full. And it was, I mean, it was mind blowing. That's so, awesome. So good. That stuck out. I think one of the more interesting parts of my year was um, the, the live band of the year for me was Meshuggah. And I went and saw them twice in one week, once in Michigan and once in Florida. 
And so getting to see them twice in one week and a half in two different states was kind of a highlight too. Another tick of the box. I went and saw Scorpions finally at Pine oh, nice. which was cool. Never yeah. saw them. So it was kind of a year where I got to, you know, scratch off a few off the list that uh, I've always wanted to see, but hopefully 23 brings some more of those for sure. Sure. Did you want to talk about a song of the year? Did you have any real standout tracks from yeah. uh, 2022 before we get to the records? I think most of them will be covered on, on an album, but I will say that okay. one of my picks, if, if it was an album, which it's not as an EP is um, a band that I, I just want you to get into so much. It's one of those bands where I just know you would love them. And I mentioned them on the podcast a few times here, and that is Big Rack. They put out 7.2 this year. It's the second EP. Last year was 7.1. The lead single, Better Off, is the opening track, and it's amazing. And uh, this is the Ian Thornley group. They've been around for a very, very long time. Just such a good band. Yeah, better off by Big Wreck. Here's a little taste of that for Nubs's uh, song of the year. such a good band dude please get get, into them i get what you're i get what you're throwing down there (laughs) for sure what's your song of the year man well you know i i think um i I think it was a a pretty solid year for albums not you know as many just like standout you know songs as you know there might usually be um usually by the end of the year there's like a handful that are just like you know super kick-ass but i would say you know there's um i i I got to know a a lot of good like sort of hard rock metal type tracks this year and and there's actually one that's within the finalists for album of the year but i gotta say if i had to boil it down to one there's a song by uh pop evil called uh eye of the storm that probably is is my song of the year it's really good Pretty good. Pretty good. Good vocal, a lot of good power, good groove. You know, just if I had to take one from 2022 and run with it, it's probably that, buddy. I like the uh kind of cut time deal. I like the big drum sound, that big like kind of 90s electronic, uh yeah. almost triggered drum sound. I like it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good choice. Well, good choice. Shall we? Shall we get to it? I mean, uh we shall. Yeah, sure. so why don't we, if you want to go ahead and start, we can go every other on the uh, four finalists, and then uh, we'll reveal our final album of the year. We'll call it a day, and uh, and then we'll be, you know, on to a regular episode thereafter. 
How's that sound? How's that feel? Very well. How's, it, sounds how's that feel well. on the on the loins? Feel good? Feels very good. You always feel good on the loins, buddy. Well, <laughs> Am I starting? You want me to go? Yeah, go for it. Well, my number five, I'm going to go with a return of a band. One of my truly favorite bands uh, of the last, you know, 15 years. And that is the band Cave In and their uh, return album, Heavy Pendulum on Relapse Records. And this is Stephen Brodsky. Uh, you're a very pretty familiar guy in music. If anyone listens to um, some of his other projects or watches the absolutely incredible uh, YouTube channel that's known as uh, Two Minutes to Late Night featuring uh, Gorsenio Hall. I don't know if you're familiar with the channel. Brilliant channel. He's very involved in it. But Kevin, wait, wait, what is this? Oh, you don't know Two Minutes to Late Night? Ah, what is it? Oh, dude. <laughs> okay. So I might just have introduced you to something that will like change your life. But two minutes to late night is the brainchild of, he goes by Gorsenio hall, but that's not his real name. He wears makeup and it started off as like a metal influenced, like talk show, Mm -hmm. but it's super funny. Like it's, it's hysterical. And Steven Brodsky from Kevin's heavily involved in it too. And the talk show is great. They brought in guests and stuff. Like you should watch like the Walter from quicksand is on it and stuff. Oh, cool. And then they, they, during pandemic, they went into this thing where they would do cover songs remotely. So he was getting some incredible names. Like you watch a number of these cover songs that they would record. Is that where they go split screen with all the members? Yeah, I've seen Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Two minutes to late night. Yeah. And some incredible covers. And this guy, Corsenio Hall is so funny. Part of the channel is he does, uh, he does reviews of the CD book from his high school. He, He goes through and like, it goes does a review of certain albums that he listened to when he was in high school. And it's mostly like emo hardcore stuff and just such a good sense of humor about it at all. One of the standout tracks for sure kind of shows Kaven's range is probably my favorite one on the album off heavy pendulum. And that is blinded by a blaze. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It actually faded out right as it does this really cool little guitar melody. So, oh, well, I'll bring it back. For sure. T, what is your number five? Well, you know, it was a year where, um, you know, there were some cool uh, sort of longtime favorite bands that that put out stuff. Uh, the Yeah put out a new record. That's great. Block Party put out a new album. You know, one of my favorites, Blinker the Star, put out a new album. And those would probably all be sort of honorable mentions. But another band that, you know, I've loved for a very long time is the Afghan wigs and uh, was very pleased to see, you know, them come out with something new, which was the first one in a couple few years called how do you burn? And uh, you know, again, these, these guys are just so interesting. So thoughtful, still haven't gotten to see them live. I was supposed to, and then it got canceled. Definitely a band that I think is really stood the test of time by being authentic and and being creative 
and also not being too formulaic. You kind of never know what you're going to get. Um, but on how do you burn, I, I think is a really, really strong effort and uh, highlighted by uh, a, a track. I'll play a little clip of here called a line of shots. So another great effort from those guys. Um, you know, Greg Dooley is like so underrated, you know? Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's, he always produces. Always. He's pretty awesome. And it's just, you know, there's always this like very cool tension with all of their records, but nothing that's melodramatic or over the top. It's just very uh, genuine, you know, sort of, um, it's not melancholy or anything, but it's just always keeps you kind of on the edge a little bit when you're trying to figure out, you know, each album to the next. And I think they did a great job with how do you burn? So you, you've heard it. You like it. I do. I was a little disappointed that they didn't hang with sub pop records because those two albums they did for them were so incredible. Um, but I get it, you know, I, I, it's what they did makes sense. But I think it's good. I the only thing I didn't like about it was I didn't feel like it it was as raw as those last couple, and that's why I make the sub pop connection. Right. It it was a, it's a little produced for my taste, but yeah, a very good effort. For it's sure. a little polished by their standards, but I, yes. I kind of you know with them, I kind of feel like they're able to. And honestly, with those guys, I feel like they can pull both of it off, you know, and still be genuine. You know, Ag- agreed. Yep, good call. What is your next pick, Nubbles? My number four is the previously mentioned live band of the year. And this is the latest album, Immutable, from Mashuga. Perhaps the best thing to ever come out of Sweden. No, that's not Well, true. no. <laughs> I mean, you've got the, the Swedish, uh, what, bikini team or whatever? The bobsled <laughs> is that right? team or something like that? Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, and even, uh, you know, uh, Op- Opeth, another great band that I love from Sweden. well and you've got lots of good hockey players that have come from uh, Sweden and Nicholas uh, Lindstrom my all-time favorite Red Wing and, uh, oh and what about the, the the their line of penis enlargers one book Swedish penis enlarger pumps and me this sort of thing is my bag but it's not mine <laughs> that's not mine bag. baby honest exactly. one receipt signed by <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, I, I love Meshuggah I've made no secret about that I think they're just simply one of the most incredible bands in the world right now. Don't believe me. Go see them live. They're so progressive. They're so complex, but they have such a groove, a deep groove. And it's so funny, dude, to go to a sugar show and like watch metalheads try and nod their head to it. Cause like trying to nod your head to, uh, you know, something in 11, four is just kind of difficult. It's tough. It is. So, um, love immutable, love the return of Meshuggah and certainly love the third track on the album, which was the second song they played. At both shows, and that is the force that is light, the shortening fuse.
Yeah, watching people try to uh, headbang on beat to that would be funny. It's funny because you go to a sugar show and for the most part, people are literally just standing there with their mouths open. <laughs> there's, and then there's a pit in front. Or, or there are musicians that have made it a point to figure out the time signatures and 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 uh, off times and have it down. They there is some of that. There you, you do see some of that. But for oh, the yeah. most part, it's just people in complete awe because they sound so incredible. I mean, it, it's they sound just like they do on the album, if not better. Yeah. So Immutable is my number four. T, what's your number four album of the year 2022? Well, I thought that Humphreys McGee actually put out a really good record, you know, and, uh, you know, when you look at, um, obviously we did an episode about Mantis and we had Brendan Bayless on and we've talked a lot about these guys' studio output. And I thought that obviously Mantis was outstanding. Uh, similar skin was great. And then, you know, after that is it's been kind of okay. Um, in terms of the, I think there've been two albums in between, but asking for a friend came out in 2022 and you know, it, it just, I think it was kind of a little bit of a return to studio form live. The songs are okay, but I think they really, it's a unique case where a lot of them really turned out outstanding in the studio. So all in all, I, I think it's a really nice effort from the boys made my top five and a highlight for me is track 11 on this record, which is called escape goat. kind of love when they really get all the elements working, you know, where you can have that sort of driving, you know, almost bouncy of a beat, but obviously with real drums and real musicians uh, without a lot of electronica, but also get some of those, you know, Joel Cummins type layers in there. I think escape goat is a, is a really good track and pretty good just, live, but better on the Did you see me raising the roof? No, I didn't. I, I missed that. Oh, I was pushing it up. I was oh, having well, a dance party over here. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear that song live? You and Tom? Uh, no, actually, I haven't seen that one live, but uh, someday. All right, now we've got uh, three left. What's your third? Numero Trace is, you know, the band that is just so hard to pronounce their albums. Impera from Papa Emeritus II and Ghost. I think that uh, Ghost is one of the more important bands we have around today. They may be the new Foo Fighters in a way, that group that's going to carry the flag for rock, uh, but do it in a much different way than Foo Fighters, obviously. Less jeans and t-shirts, more, you know, masked uh, bands with a guy dressed up as a, basically a corrupt evil priest, which uh, that's good, clean fun, if you ask me. <laughs> but musically, I think you just can't uh, ignore the brilliance, uh, really kind of the genius, I would say, behind what Ghost continues to do. And I think this album, uh, Impera, definitely seems to be uh, an achievement musically that maybe even trumps the last couple, which have been a big deal. I mean, this is the fifth record from Ghost. You know, I think anybody that, that likes rock music and wants to discover something really special should listen to Side A of Impera. And it's, it's certainly... Uh, 
cornerstoned, if you will, by the lead single from the record and one of my absolute favorite songs of 2022, which is Call Me Little Sunshine. sunshine so my uh daughters are both very much into ghosts both of them and so when i say they're the new food fighters too they're kind of attracting like like a young person audience both of my girls are kind of intrigued by their whole presentation and they they love the music so well i think it's evident you're raising them correctly that's great Absolutely, for sure. I, uh, yeah. I, what do you think of Impera? Are you? My daughter is listening to a lot of Harry Styles, so I got work to do. Well, I gotta say, one of my songs of the year, T, far and away, <laughs> Harry Styles Sushi Restaurant. Oh my God, that's I really? love that song. Dude, is that one I like, love it. Is that one like on the radio? I don't. Radio is hard for me to gauge. I don't really know, but it's it's. I think it's a hit, but. I think it's called music from a sushi restaurant. By the way, we we got it's so good. We got the kids radios, like little portable radios for Christmas. It's been amazing. Like to to watch them like get to know the stations, hear new music, hear old music. You know, they're they're like learning like what are their favorite stations and so it's it's been great. It's yeah, I love that. Awesome. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a bit of a lost, you know, uh art form there that you know it's kind of cool to remind them that you know in satellite radio all this stuff's cool it's more like a playlist but you know the, the good old radio turning the dial you know even hearing the dumb commercials it's it's kind of you know yeah like cool yeah <laughs> well I, I i have to say i've turned into a pretty big harry styles fan i've got all three albums i love them i he's really 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 good and hopefully I get to see him sometime because I think it'd be fun. Well, but, next, um, time, next time you see Chase, you guys can you know talk for hours about how much you both love Harry Styles. We can. We can talk about Harry Styles for sure. There you go. As we will. Yeah. So uh, T, what's your number three? All right. Great band. I got to see them live. Um, they, these guys have just missed, you know, album of the year, you know, both here in 2022 and then again in 2020. Uh, this is uh, Bleed Here Now, the 11th record from... And you will know us by the trail of dead. Just an outstanding band. Uh, was really pleased to get to see them this last year out in California. And I'm going to play a clip from the 11 minute taken by the hand is sort of their uh, longer epic piece on bleed here now. So here's a clip of taken by the hand. So, you know, I, I think the thing that's great about 
those guys is you sort of never know what you're going to get, but you always know certain things you're going to get, right? You're going to get a lot of energy, uh, a lot of passion, a lot of power, you know, something that doesn't, it's fairly stripped down, you know, doesn't have to be super produced in order to create feeling to it and certainly reflects in their live show, but I think they've really captured it nicely you know, here in these last couple records. So bleed here, bleed here now is third on my list. Uh, Nubs, I know it's a band you like, did you like this effort from those guys? It's a band I love. And I would say it's my least favorite of the last four or five, but it, that there's a little bit of, um, you could, it'd be easier to misinterpret that because between Tao of the dead and the godless void, I just thought that run was so exceptional that the nine album I thought was out of this world good yeah and this one it's 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 just a little overwhelming <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like it's just like oh that's a lot it and is a lot it is yeah. a lot you yeah. almost have to like listen to it in thirds you know you, yeah because it is a, it's a lot of tracks and and the songs aren't in all cases necessarily short but um but yeah i hear you i'm glad it's on your list though and i'm glad you got to see them because they yes. are they're wonderful live, aren't they? Yeah, they're a special band to see live for sure. All right, you got two left. Now, be where are you taking us? Number two for me is the the band I mentioned earlier that I finally got to see live after how many years? And I can't believe, how do you go until you're 43 and be a music fan like me and never see Scorpions? Rock Believer is uh, their album from this past year. And man, is it good. Top Ooh. to bottom. It's got some really nice. cool ballad stuff. Uh, the title track is great. This I've, I listened to this record more than any other record in 2022 in terms of new releases by far. Nice. Um, it became kind of a routine album I'd put on at night when I was cleaning my room or doing something productive. And it's a perfect album for that. So like the twice a year that you clean your room, you'd listen. To <laughs> yeah, that. right. Ex yeah, exactly. Uh, so many good tracks, but let's just give a little taste to the title track, Rock Believer. So many moments that we share to me so many ways no matter what some haters say no one can take our dreams away scream for me screamer I'm a rock believer like you just like you come on scream for me screamer have you seen the video for this nub no I haven't it's pretty cool there's um old clips of the band in their heyday and then clips of them playing now you know like oh cool concert clips and big stadium shows and stuff it's pretty neat oh i'll have to check that i love those types of videos yeah 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 nice cool yeah it's it's, it's a terrific album it really is a great pick i'll listen to it please do t what is your new world dose you know man i'll reach back a little bit into the uh i guess that's sort of some of the grandfathers of metal here and it's a band that i really in, and I think I mentioned this maybe on one of the episodes, but in 2022, I really wanted to get to know this band better and really revisit the back catalog and kind of try and get an idea for what they and, and certainly their main lead man were always sort of going for. Because it's a fascinating story within metal. I think they'll be a historical group within the metal community. They already have been, have made it work for decades. And I think the sick, the dying and the dead 
which was the 2022 release from Megadeth, um, was really good. Very, very tight, focused effort um, by Dave Mustaine and, and company. And great to see a band that never really left its roots. This is not a band that's gone festival rocky or whatever. Still be able to produce something that's modern and be able to be who they are. And Megadeth will, I think if there's one thing you could always, you know, give them credit for is they never sort of steered away from the the creative expression and the the, the kind of heavy rawness that uh, Mustaine has always put into his work. So there's a standout track on here. It's the ninth track uh, on The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead by Megadeth, and it's called Soldier On. I just think there's still kind of certain sounds and progressions and moves that, you know, Mustaine can make that others can't, you know, no matter how great some other metal bands may be, there are things that, you know, he can put down vocally and, and guitar wise and riff wise and all those things that, you know, as great as the Metallica's and others that are sort of in the same sentence can be there's stuff that, there's always been stuff that he could do that that no one else could. And I think it's been that way for a long time. So digging back into the back catalog and, and some of the older material from Megadeth was a great highlight for 2022. And I thought they put out an awesome record in The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead. So that's second on my list. Now, when was the last time you saw Megadeth live? Oh, God. I, I, think the, I think the only time, which was Countdown to Extinction in 1994. Wow. <laughs> or whatever I've seen them three or four times since '93. You, you got to go. There's, I mean, they're still so good. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, the moment has come, and I have this feeling. I just have this <laughs> feeling that two years ago was the first time in history of album of the year for us two bozos where we picked the same thing, and. I'm pretty sure that happened again. So, oh, really? Why don't you just go for it? Well, I was just thinking, <laughs> d- did he really leave it off his list? But of course, my album of the year, and, and even if it was complete trash, you know, it probably still would have been because just of the mighty return of one of my truly favorite bands of all time. Luckily, yeah. it's not trash. In fact, it's absolutely fabulous the work that happened. But of course, my album of the year is closure, continuation the uh, comeback effort, which seems to be a common theme on my list this year from porcupine tree. Did we get this right? Uh, yeah, we did. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> we did. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, how could you not? I'm almost, I'm almost insulted that you thought for half a second that I left this off the list, but you know, I, but I get it. I get Everyone's it. Everyone's it. You know, you might have a curveball year or something like that. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what can you well, say? We, we matched you know? on hum, you know, the inlet by hum yes. two years ago. That was, uh, that was the first time it had happened and apparently it's happened again. All right. Well, it would be really scary if we picked the same clip, which, what, which clip did you select? It was a tough, it was a tough pick. <laughs> It was a tough pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wait, do you want to say them at the same time? Just, just, just see if we pick the same thing. Sure. Okay. Ready? One. Okay. Song name. One, two, three. 
Herodin. Calling. Okay, good. Oh, okay. Now, <laughs> Heard Calling might be my favorite song on the album. Easily. <laughs> and I love Heard Calling, but Herodin I have because I waited until yeah. the album came out. I treated this album very old school. I remember you did that. Yes. Yep. Never listened to it digitally, waited to get it. Which Putting is in, absolutely ridiculous, by the way. No, but, it was you awesome. Know, it was yeah, awesome. Yeah. You kidding me? It's great. Yeah. Like, it was a throwback. But, and then hearing the opening notes of that, really special to me. But her calling, probably my favorite song on the album for sure. But let's hear both. What do you think? Absolutely. Here's Herod and Nubs' choice. you like i mean i mean clearly you know you you waited it out a little bit but like when you when you pop that in and, and got to i mean that's two minutes in the song weren't you just like oh god oh my god <laughs> I mean, yes. you know? musical and, boner for sure <laughs> yeah totally and then you're sort of wondering like like is this just front loaded but you know i went with track five um which it's hard to pick a favorite good lord and there's so many sections all the songs are really long and you know really thoughtful and 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 sort of fragmented and it's just so it's hard to pick a favorite song but this is certainly uh this was a memorable piece of the of closure continuation my album of the year as well and this is track five heard calling I'll tell you too, T. That's such a great choice. But the, um, you know, they they release. I spent more money on this album than any other new release in the history of music. I bought how like many formats? <laughs> I bought two box sets. I bought the CD box set and the vinyl box set. And as part of it, you got really the whole album. Stephen Wilson explains that you know, there's different. There's the CD stuff with a couple tracks that weren't on the other one, and then it was very clever the way they did it. But there's a song called Never Have that's actually part of the album, but it's only on one of the two box set formats. Yeah. That like might be one of the best Porcupine Tree songs of all time. Why did they put it on there? Well, it, it, I think, you know, it, Steven's always a little complicated. So he was, he was definitely playing with the idea of these different formats and these different ways to get it, but it's very much part of the album. It's not bonus tracks or anything like that. But anyway, what, run a clip real quick of Never Have because I, I, I think that's just... It's sensational. like who does that <laughs> yeah yeah that's like a that's like a b-side yeah right exactly that's so, that's, un, that's unfair 
I'm glad you liked the album. I remember when it came out, yeah. I was like, man, what is T going to think of this? So now I know. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty highly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, they're just, they're so good. I mean, this is like a, this is like a team, like a sports team that just beats you on talent, but also whoops you because they work so hard. I mean, they're every piece of every ounce of talent they have is matched by thoughtful work ethic. You know, I mean, he, you know, I, I know Stephen Wilson has a lot of projects, but this is, this is, and will always be the core project. And, you know, the guys that um, he plays with and, and frankly, you know, it sounds like had a lot to do with a lot of the composition here, which is great. You know, plenty of chip ins. You've got Gavin Harrison, who is unquestionably one of the best drummers in the world. I mean, plays in King Crimson, very sought after. Gavin Harrison's like the creme de la creme of, you know, drummers. And then you've got Richard Barbieri from Japan. Like you got one of the dudes from Japan yeah, to right. be a porcupine tree. Like one of the most incredible bands of the eighties. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, I mean, yeah. how can you go wrong? You know, it's kind of not fair, um, but you know, it's dead wing esque in terms of, you know, first listen. Right. And um, maybe, maybe even more impactful, a little bit more focused, a little tighter. Um, but yeah, it great to see the boys, you know, come out after, after some time where you can tell they put a lot into this, you know, a lot of thought, a lot of structure, a lot of work really pulled it off nicely in the studio. So, so yeah, when are we going to see them? That's the real question. Well, you know, they, they uh, did their little limited run, of course, not coming to Detroit, something about Detroit Stephen did not like. So they haven't been back since that show we went to on the incident came to Chicago, but neither one of us could go. So we'll, uh, We'll get it done. Well, hopefully maybe his, maybe his car got broken. Isn't that the show where your car got broken into in Detroit? No, that my car got what broken into that? twice. Once at Kraftwerk. Oh, and, Kraftwerk. Yeah. And the other was at Overkill and Prong at Harpo's. <laughs> yeah, the, my car got broken into twice. At Kraftwerk was, was when I was with you. Yes. Yeah. The other one, Chili and I went and saw Overkill and Prong. Incredible show. But, uh, I mean, nobody actually it wasn't my car. It was his car on that one. Yeah. I guess, you know, it, hashtag Detroit, but nobody should ever get their car broken into twice. I mean, that's yeah. one of those well, things that, yeah. you know, should only happen to you once. Right. The second time it was, was like Chili's got, car. Oh, it was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, but all my, but my entire life got stolen. I mean, my entire life, everything, <laughs> my laptop, my keys, my everything, everything got stolen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it sucked. The uh, we'll we'll go see Porcupine Tree so long as it's continuation. Because Stephen said, you know, this might be closure, it might be continuation. Let's hope for the latter. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, well, G Nub, I guess uh, shouldn't be that surprised, but still always a little surprised when we make the same pick, totally unknowingly as well. You know, completely, just no idea until this moment. But uh, I don't even have to say great choice. You know. Just, I both know it is obvi, you know. Exactly. So I, I think, think there's only one way to take us out on episode 82. I think there's only one way. What do you got? With my song of the year that wasn't my official song of the year, but might actually be my song of the year. I think we need to listen to a little Harry Styles song from a sushi restaurant. I think you need to hear this. Come on. Such a jam. Let's go. It's so I, good. I probably know it. But uh, well, if it's on if it's on the radio, I, I'm praying. No, it, Dude, it's got this bass line, this like little bass run that's just killer. 
this is the song is called music for a sushi restaurant music for a sushi restaurant yes oh yeah yeah oh boy are you feeling that shit come on um dude just come on i'm feeling something such a good groove wait till the baseline comes up Okay, I, two questions. First, that groove is sick, dude. How, how can Mr. Um, Mr. I hate overproduction and I also hate festival rock like this? Explain. Explain yourself. Festival rock, this is just pop. It's just straight up pop music. Well, what's the difference between this and festival rock? A huge difference because Harry Styles is not trying to be anything else. He's, he's a pop star. So Turn this it up. Right here, right here. Yeah. Just a little taste. That's insanely good, dude. So so this isn't festival rock? Nah, no, nah, this is pop. <laughs> How is it not festival rock? Okay, festival rock to me is like when a band like Royal Blood, uh-huh. you know, like is a rock band and then all of a sudden they turn into like this danceable thing. Because they made this change, right? It's like all of a sudden another festival rock. Oh, so Harry Styles is just a pop star. He just makes pop music. Okay, so it's in one direction, you know? So in order to be festival rock, you have to previously be rock. I think it makes a And then morph into festival rock. Is that what you're saying? Yes. The only exceptions I would say to that would be like Imagine Dragons, who were kind of festival rock from the beginning. So because they were more festival rock as they've got because they were festival rock at the beginning. They're not festival rock as it turns out. I kind of see that. I think they sort of define the genre. Imagine Dragons. I really do. I think they've sort of invented the whole thing and everybody else kind of jumped on. Okay, so because they pioneered festival rock, which you don't like. They 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 get a pass. Yes, Harry Styles didn't. He was never anything other than a pop star. See, you, you guys know? understand all of our listeners. Like the, these moments where I'm trying to figure nubs out are just they can be very difficult. <laughs> it can be incredible. Everyone who knows me would agree with what you just said. Um, because listen, if this was. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. Insert who, who's like a crappy festival rock act that you always make fun of. Hey, you know if what? This, you if know this what, were like Bastille, you'd be oh, like, yeah. ah, this is junk. But I the do, fact that it's Harry Styles. And, I do like and, Harry Styles just as a dude. I like that he wears big pants. But listen, all I ever see him wear is women's clothing. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. You know, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, you know, there's is that it? Like there's That's yeah, it's only like two and a half minutes long. I love it. It's uh, there's good and not good, and music from a sushi restaurant by Harry Styles, good. Okay, so does that mean that some festival rock can be good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I went, I went saw Imagine Dragons this past summer. Took the girls. We had a great time. It was fun. But you just said they're not festival rock because they invented. Festival I think rock. they're like actually the pioneer. They're definitely festival rock, but they're like. The creator of it. I mean, they sort okay. of. So everyone else is, it, it, they get a pass because everyone else is sort of imitators. Yes. And everyone else leaves what they originally are and probably should be and becomes festival rock. And that's very annoying. You guys see what I'm dealing with here? <laughs> Everybody see what I'm not dealing easy. with? It's not easy. No, yeah. no. I mean, I'm, 
Hey, I mean, what'd you think of sushi restaurant? Did you like it? I think you did. I think you liked it. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. You know, you know what? It, it was, it was, it was okay. I get it. I, I, it was okay. You know what I hate? Did, did you watch the Grammys? Did you waste? Did you spend two hours you'll never have back? What are the Grammys that you? What are these Grammys you speak of? I have no idea. Did Hell you know I didn't watch a Grammy? Did you the see the I... um the guy who did the debt like the Devil Fire performance? No, no I avoid, I've avoid the Grammys. It's, uh, it's one of those pop pop target. Sam Smith. Did you see the Sam Smith performance? No, no. You got to see it. I'll check it out. It's just like this is where we are now. This is this is what's going on. It's just a we just a weird song and just a uh. so su yeah sushi music for the sushi restaurant yeah is better so. than than that oh good. good yeah yeah so so good not really following the the pop scene so much these days uh, only what I hear on you know Chase's new radio absolutely might have her on soon to talk about her experience with the radio let's do it i think that'd be fun yeah yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Well, anyway any other um any other kind of weird um pop festival rock but not really festival rock songs you want to drop on us before we leave or <laughs> no no i feel like i need to clear the palette just maybe yeah no not really i was disappointed in taylor swift's lead single i do like the album I oh think it's really yeah but that's, the, um anti-hero now i got to hear that song everywhere i turn but uh so you were disappointed by but so in other words you were you had high expectations for the taylor smith taylor swift um uh effort i'm a saying. 1989 guy you know i i think it's oh, uh, her, her undisputed yeah, yeah. classic yeah right but yeah. um you're a 1989 guy big year for taylor swift big year big year for t swift yeah, so so you were disappointed in yes. that effort. In yeah. anti, I was disappointed in anti meaning that, you, meaning that you anticipated good, you know, something good and you were disappointed, right? Yes. I was anticipating that the lead single would be good. I'm disappointed in the lead single. I think the album mm -hmm. is pretty good. Midnights. I know that her yeah. fans are very satisfied with it. You know, her biggest fans for sure. Yeah, I I um I hate Taylor Swift. Do you really? Yeah. I hate the whole thing. I think it's, I think it's this calculated empire of this artist who used to write songs and, and truly express herself to somebody who will now do whatever she needs to do to generate uh, fervor and attention. That means pivot to any musical style. That means pivot to any lyrical approach. That means wear whatever you have to wear all these side businesses and side hustles, you know, she's a, she's a brand, not, not, not an artist to me. She's well, a she's brand. definitely a brand. There's no doubt about and, it. And, you know, th these, th she doesn't write her songs anymore. These are all think tank producer based composer based. Yeah. I, I, I heavily dislike everything that she's, I, I think she's part of the problem you know, in terms of where we're at right now, in terms of musicality and pop culture with our, with our youth. So, um, I don't know. I kind of like her. <laughs> yeah. The truth is I kind of started to like her. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I, I, I don't like the, I don't like the 
calculated focus grouped empire that is Taylor Swift. And uh, I think she will go wherever the wind takes her. And to me, that's that's a waste of my time. And now I'm going to play some Marilyn Manson just to clear the palette a little bit here. <laughs> All right. Thank God. Was that Marilyn Manson featuring Taylor Swift? <sighs> a collab? That's that, that, that probably has happened. Yeah. I, I, t- t- I will t- tell you, that Taylor Swift show, this tour that she's about to start, it's going to shatter like every single tour record i couldn't believe like the demand for tickets crazy yeah. crazy crazy it's 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 depressing what it is i'll be able to get a couple of reviews of that show in tampa florida from a couple of people i know very very well that are going and um i don't know it's gonna be interesting to hear about how it goes i'm sure i'll tell you all about it in two twins in an album here great yeah i can't wait to hear about it <laughs> uh, i'll 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 put my two thousand dollars toward you know a new bike or something. Yeah, exactly. You know, not towards that. I mean, don't don't you think there's a do you think there's a lot of artistic integrity there? Not to sound like a dweeb, but I mean, it's all it's all staged and focus grouped and calculated and in an effort so that she can sell more perfume. You know what I mean? You know what? I I've, I've been able to get more into her music. And God. I wouldn't, I don't think it's focus grouped as much as you think if you really listen to it. And I do think 1989 oh, is a classic. It's record. complete. It is completely 1989. I'm not even, that was, that was 15 years ago or whatever. I mean, I'm talking about kind of where she, I, I do think there was a time. I mean, listen, she came up as a talented artist. Is she that now? I'm just <laughs> glad she left country. Anyone who leaves country music is good in my book, you know, stop it. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to get some firsthand reviews of Taylor Swift's 2023 tour, and uh, we'll uh, I'll bring under two twins an album. We can no, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Just okay. do that on your um, do that on your your solo podcast. You know, one one, one twin one, and a tour, one twin and a Taylor. Yeah, you can one yeah. twin and a Taylor. Go ahead, I like it. Yeah, you can you can talk about her line of makeup and how important that is for. <laughs> you know, society. Could it be a big year for her? 2023 is going to be the year of the T Swift. Telling you, dude, this tour I can't even believe how uh, huge it's going to be. But yeah, we won't go. We'll, we'll I did not start a podcast with you so I could hear things like 2023 is going to be the year of T Swift. I yeah. that's not that's not our purpose here. That that's not why we're <laughs> that's not why we're here. You know? Oh, it's not okay. Okay. No. What would you say you do here? <laughs> anyway hey i liked hearing your albums of the year man for sure it's good yeah another good year in music and i think that uh i think as usual everything that we like is really 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 good so that's that's the key isn't it uh with a couple of exceptions yes Uh, by the way where was your pal ryan adams on this list so uh he had an album that just missed it was number six Mm. fm and i went and saw him solo too i I think we've done the Ryan Adams thing on the podcast so many times. I actually was a little bit like, eh, you know, (laughs) really, you know, I love the FM album. It is, it is absolutely. Did I sort of like break you a little bit on Ryan Adams? I at least talking about it on the podcast. You didn't break me, but I, I think I, you know, 
we we've covered it so many times that maybe it was a little gun shy. So in other words, you just didn't want to bother. Yeah. I just didn't want to bother. (laughs) Well, I can't blame you for that. Who do you like better? Ryan Adams or Taylor Swift? That's a question. Well, Ryan Adams, because he actually like, I mean, even though I need a sort of a, a a pillow and a nightlight when I listen to him, at least it's him creating things on his own Uh, or maybe with some collaborators that also care mildly about artistic integrity rather than Taylor Swift having a song presented to her by producers who have been focus grouping it for six months, you know, and then she sort of sings. And so, yeah. So I would say Ryan Adams. See, that's, it's the abuse that you give him that just, you know, well, you, you, you're, you're in a little bit of a cult there. (laughs) Well, you know, proud to be Getting, getting you to say anything, even remotely critical of Brian Adams. It's very difficult. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But listen, I'm that way about something. Love the guy. Love the guy. Yeah. I know. know. But anyway, loved hearing your picks, man. So a lot of fun. Great stuff. Nubbies. And, uh, and listen, everybody, we will be back very soon with episode 83, where we're going to, we're going to bring you a record. We're going to get back to basics. We're going to get back to what we do, you know? And uh, a little something, a little something from our youth, I think it's fair to say. And then, like we said, we got uh, another episode on top of that with an, with an infamous special guest. So lots of good stuff going on. Until then, Nubby, thank you for your picks. Thank you for being you. And thank you for finally freaking sitting down with me and doing this. You know what? <laughs> We'll be back sooner than our last layoff. All right. We yeah, promise. that's we, yeah, we, yes. we can. We, we know that to be sure. Right. And we will see you then for the next episode. Episode 83 here on two twins and an album ticker. Two twins. Well, that's about it. That's all we have. I hope it wasn't too disappointing. We will see you on tour. Until then, take it easy.